into it this is uh talking trials with tia part two with the all due respect show tia just took uh two warheads <laughs> at one time you know what i mean how, how you feeling my mouth kind of hurts right now yeah i've been eating these for like a whole hour yeah it's good i like them i love warheads they're my favorite candy anyway where we left off man you was uh don't want to do drugs anymore i don't want to be a player no more i don't know if you heard that shit but you haven't heard that shit? No. Big pun? Mm-mm. Come on, man. Anyway, yeah, you don't want to do drugs no more, man. You want to be sober. I just, I hate being sober. That's a banger, too. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. Um. You told your brother I don't want to be uh Oh, yeah, I called my brother. I told him I didn't want to do drugs anymore. And I wanted to be sober. And he was like, finally. And I was like, wow, okay, thanks. And then... There's this picture. I'll show you this picture on my Instagram. Project your voice a little bit for me. I, thought it's a, I got two warheads in my mouth. Try not to let them fall out on your carpet. My bad. <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, I have this picture. It's the very first picture on my very overcrowded. She scrolled through her Instagram. Instagram. Okay. What is this picture you gonna show this me? This picture is the day that I decided to legitimately be clean. Dang, that's during that. This is I, I want to see just how far I scrolled. This is during my last relationship. Okay. A year and a half ago. Okay. So tell me this story. Why you scrolled? Well, I told my brother that I wanted to be clean. Mm-hmm. And he was like, finally, you dumb bitch. And um, 
Just what he said. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Me and my brother are really, like, we're mean to each other all the time. Literally, he'll be in the other room, and I'll be trying to get him to come fix something in my room, and he'll just, like, yell no to me instead of, like, coming and helping me. Um, but we ended up getting all our friends together. We went over to our buddy Ian's house. We just, like, sat there and chilled. We just, like, I wasn't a big person of, like, going out and celebrating with my friends or anything like that. Because we did it a couple of times, but not really, like, all the time. My friends have jobs and shit, you know? I didn't at the time. And, um, okay, it's not the first one. But it's Nick and Ian, Jesse and Ian's mom. And it says... It says, this right here is why I keep on living. This right here is why I got clean. And this right here is my life. These people have never left my side, even though they did a couple of times. Um, <laughs> these people will be here for me till the end. Even if one leaves for a while to join the army, they'll always be there for each other. I love you all. I used to be called the Wolf Pack. And my buddy did join the army. Mm. But after that, for I started going to NA meetings. Okay. I you never did rehab or anything like that? No, I I could do it on myself. I can do it on my own. That's okay. what I told myself. If I couldn't I could if I could get off dope by myself, I didn't need rehab. If what Nick told me got me off dope alone, I didn't need rehab. So I never went to twelve and twelve. I never did any kind of rehab or anything like that. Because no offense, but I felt like it was below me. Like if I I mean I'm like, I don't need that extra help. It's definitely beneficial for people, though. It is definitely beneficial for people. He yes. Uh, my brother went through rehab. Not Nick, but Ian. Kind of. He went through some shit. He was addicted to other drugs. Tia got another uh, warhead in her mouth. This is why. Other. Sloshing as she talks. But um, I just I just never thought it would help me. Uh, NA helped me for a little while. I went to NA for like two years, I believe. What do you gain from NA? Friends. Friends. Friends that know exactly what you're going through. Mm. Um, I started going to NA and I was quiet as hell. I never shared anything. I didn't talk about my life to these people because I didn't know who they were. And I'm I'm the person that if I think that I'm never going to see you again... I can be the loudest, most obnoxious, most in-your-face person. Funniest as funny as fuck. But the second that I know that I'm going to see you again, I get shy. Right. Because I'm like, I have to make this first impression good. Because mm. I'm going to see you repeatedly. And for mm. you to be my friend, you need to like who I am. And when I was coming off drugs and doing all my, you know, staying sober in an A, in, in a stuff, I didn't want to know any of these people yet because I wasn't ready to accept the fact that I was an addict. Mm. I went in there and I was like, yeah, my name's Tia, I'm an addict, but I didn't believe it. I was like, I, I got off drugs, I'm fine, I'm not an addict anymore. No. Why, why do you give me that face? Because I'm stupid. Like you were, you, I am an addict for the rest of my life. Go into that, explain that. Okay, so... Because that's like, something they teaches. As well. I think NA teaches you how to be you and how to care for yourself and work through problems that you didn't even know were there. Mm. We got books that, I, and I haven't even, and I hate talking about NA a lot because I don't, I don't follow NA very well. NA 
is a non steps, the twelve steps. Yeah, it's a twelve step program. It's a non profit organization and they work with you to get you through drug court, through you know, just getting clean, just coming off the street, being clean, getting a house. They got they got setups for Oxford houses. They have like this is my second time back in NA. So like I'm seeing everything again and I'm understanding what NA means to these people. And to be a drug addict and to come into a room full of people that know exactly what you've been through, you don't have to explain everything to anybody. Like perfect. I have all these people that have the exact same struggle as I do that go in and have like every day wake up thinking, man, I really want to bang some dope today. Or I really want to go fucking steal that car so I can go buy myself a sack of heroin. I'm like, you know what, dude? I felt like that on Tuesday. Talk to me about it. Like, what's going on? Like, what made you feel that way? Being able to express this kind of shit helps. Being being able to express yourself in a way that nobody's going to judge you. Right. And I've had people in and they tell me, like, they'll, they'll be doing their um, sharing, and they'll be like, I never wanted to share because I didn't think I was as bad off as everybody else in this room. And we'll all sit there and laugh about it because we're all fucking drug addicts. Like, yeah, this guy over here fucking used to kill people for their fucking, like, social security money so he could get heroin. Not a true story, but you know what I mean. Like, that guy. He's like, I never did that, so I'm not I'm a sure real drug addict. somewhere in the NA world. Somewhere. Hopefully he's in NA. And um, they talk about finding a higher power. Mm. And I think that's the reason why I've had such a struggle with NA. Because I don't believe in God. Mm-hmm. Never have. Never will. I believe that there's a universe. There's, I mean, obviously. We have a universe. We have a whole... We have a whole, like, that's a whole different podcast. We're not even going to get into that. But I don't believe that there's a God. I believe that there is some kind of universal force pushing us to do what we have to do for the rest of our lives. Mm. But when we die, we're just dead. You think so? Absolutely. Unfortunately. So let's get back to it. You want to be sober. Yes. Start sobering up. Tell me about that. Well. What's going through your head? Right now? No, when you sober up. During this time. Oh, the story. first? Oh, uh, I was sober on the first time. How many times have you had to sober up? This is my second round. Second go at it. Okay. Yeah. Um, Tell me about the first time. Uh, first time I was getting clean, head? I was really scared. I was really right. scared to live clean. Why were you scared? Because I didn't have anything to worry about. Bro, whenever I was on meth, man, I felt like I was the queen of the fucking world. I could take on any fucking person and beat their fucking ass at anything anything mm. i had so much confidence that should not have even been there was the drugs <laughs> yeah yeah it was the drugs i mean now it's not the drugs i have that confidence now because i know who i am at the time it was the drugs i right. couldn't i couldn't leave my house without thinking i was gonna like get attacked by somebody or anything like that and i started doing meth and i was hanging out with all these cool people cool people and like having a great time she did quotations when i she did said cool people they were not cool people. They might be now, but I don't know. With all due respect, fuck them. <laughs> uh, okay, continue. But, I, I mean, I was scared to live in a world where I couldn't wake up and do some drugs and feel good. Like waking up every day and not feeling like I could take on the world. Not feeling like anybody that came against me, I would win. It was like starting over. But from like the very bottom. So you, I, when I was on meth, I was at the top tier. 
I was invincible. I was the smartest person, the strongest person, the fastest person, most obnoxious person, you know? Mm. And when you stop doing drugs, you got to make your way back up that ladder, but in a good way, in a sober way, in a way that people can trust you. And gaining trust back from all the people I had fucked over was not fun. Mm. Not fun. My parents didn't trust me for four or five years. Tell me about that. How'd your parents feel about everything? My mom found out I was doing meth because I drove myself to the hospital because one night I smoked a bunch of meth and my chest felt like it was on fire. Hmm. And so every time I would touch it, it would be I would like let go and it'd be like burning pain where my hand was. And I was like, that's not normal. <laughs> I'm pretty sure meth doesn't do that. Hmm. So of course I web MD'd myself and it came out <laughs> came out to be that I was overdosing on methamphetamine. Which I was not. Okay. And uh so I panicked, I freaked out, drove myself to the hospital, not before picking up my other friends that I'd done meth with previously that night, picked them up, went to the hospital, rolled myself up in a fucking wheelchair, and I was like, hi, my name is T, I'm overdosing on methamphetamine, please take care of me, I don't want to die. <laughs> and the nurse looked at me and she said, <laughs> overdosing on, on methamphetamine? I said, yes, ma'am. <laughs> she was like, you're not overdosing. I said, okay. Tell that to my dead body when I'm overdosed in the in the waiting room. And I got back there and she she uh, they hooked me up to all these different things and I passed out for like six hours because I was really dehydrated. <laughs> and uh, I woke up and the doctor is like checking me out and shit and I was like, am I cool? I didn't die. I'm like, thanks for saving my life. He was like, you weren't dying in the first place. You just had flu type C. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I WebMD myself, and it tells me I'm going to die, and I have fucking flu? Okay. You ever thought about doing stand-up comedy, Tia? Yes, I have. Something I would, you would be do? hilarious. I'm... Is it something you, you would want to do? I don't know. I don't, think, I don't think a lot of people would find me funny. I think a few people would find me funny. I think like the things that I make, like the faces I make and the hand gestures I do could be funny. I think you have good... Uh... Good timing when you tell your story. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you have very good timing. I think you should try some uh, stand-up. Well, think about that. Anyway, continue. Um, you're in the hospital. You're overdosing, not overdosing. Yeah. Well, my mom um, is a doctor. She is amazing, and I love her. She's the smartest woman I know. Okay. And, um, <laughs> and she ended up looking at my chart mm. when I was in the hospital. Because I called her when I got there and told her I had the flu. Because after I found out it was the flu, I was like, okay, it's cool. My mom won't ever find out. Well, she looked at my chart. And then me and my mom go out to lunch every, um, I thought it, never mind. Um, every, um, every weekend I go and see my mom. And we go out for lunch and we chill and hang out. Okay, so we go out to Charleston's, which is over at 71st and Yale. Okay, and I'm like, cool. This is great. This is fine. She told me she wanted to talk to me about something. And my dumbass was like, can't be that bad. This is right in the middle of the time that I'm doing meth, by the way. And, uh, so you're still doing meth? Oh, this yeah. is when your mom found this out. This is when my mom found out. And uh, she was like, so I seen you into the hospital the other day. And I said, yes, ma'am. I had the flu. And I was dying. 
And by the way, I snuck out of my house that I lived with my parents in to go to the hospital. How old are you? 20s. At this time. Six. At this time. Oh. The story. <laughs> I'm like 20. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And she was like, she's like, I seen you went to the hospital. I said, yes, ma'am, I did. She's like, that's funny. You didn't tell me that you were doing meth. And this bitch, no offense, mother, this bitch fucking called me out in the middle of a high-class restaurant telling me that I did meth in front of all these fucking old people. They saw, they heard? They all heard it. Yeah, because she got, she got loud with me. She was like, oh, that's funny. I seen that you did meth. Everybody looking at And everybody was just like. What's your reaction? I was like, are you, f- I, yell- I yelled at her. I yelled at her. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Did you guys like, eat? Yeah, I, I fucking, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, you're gonna do that to me right now in this fucking place? And she was like, well, there ain't no better place to do it. Mm. I said, well, there's a parking lot. You want to take this outside? We can come back. And she was like, no, we're just gonna have the conversation right here. And I was like, well, good for you. <laughs> and then, like, right as that happened, our food came up, and I was like, huh, we're not talking about this anymore. I was shoving, shoveling my food in my fucking face, because during the whole time I was on meth, I didn't eat when I was with my mom. I'd go out with my mom and I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm not really that hungry. I push it around. She'd be like, okay. And then now she watches me when I eat, make sure I'm eating. Mm. Mm. And you know how awful that was during, like, holidays and shit? Because after I got clean, I'd be sitting there eating. My mom would be like. She's looking at the plate right now. That's what Tia's yeah. doing for those. Like, up staring up and down at me. She'd be looking at me, look at my food and look back at me. And I'm like, I'm eating, mother, <laughs> like, <laughs> please. So, like, gaining her trust back was really hard because I lied to my mom. Mm. I lied to my mom a lot. And so having to ask her for money for when I needed to go to, I almost said church, but I needed to go to, like, school or something. Yeah. She'd be like, are you really spending it on money? Or are you really spending it on gas? Is that why you need money? And I was like, where in the world can I buy $15 worth of meth and be happy? Mm. Like, Where? She was concerned, though. And yeah, of course. And then now, at this time, I understand that. Mm-hmm. But at that point, I was like, can you guys stop fucking bugging me and asking me if I'm on meth? Which, well, mind you, that question never stops being asked me. Ever. Still to this day? To this day, people still ask me if I'm on drugs. Is it annoying? Yeah. And it pushes you to do more drugs. So, I've dated a couple girls, right? Obviously, wow. in my time. crazy. Uh, I mean, I've dated a couple girls that have done meth, right? Uh, part of the reason we split, uh, me and both of these girls, uh, and I've learned, you know, you telling them that you don't want them to do meth, uh, and asking them constantly, are you on meth? Hey, are you clean? Are you on meth? It doesn't help the situation at all. It pushes them away. It pushes them to the drug more and more. Though, I mean, deep in their deepest of souls, you know what I mean? I'm sure they don't want to do it. You know what I mean? I'm sure they wish they couldn't do it. But what do you think about that? The the not wanting to do this anymore, but it having such a hold on you. Have you experienced this? Towards the end of my Matthews, there was a very obviously that point shown to me a lot of times, especially as a couple of times where I almost died. Because mm. I can't, like, there was a point in time where I was like, I can stop doing meth whenever I want. I can stop doing meth right now and be fine. And... Obviously, it never happened. 
there were plenty of times where I looked at myself in the mirror. Like, I'd be high as fuck. I look myself in the mirror. I'm like, this is not who I want to be. Mm. This is not the person I want to be. This is not the drug addict I want to be. I want to smoke weed at my house. I don't want to have to fucking sit here and twist a little glass dick till I feel good. Mm. That's not fun. And I, I looked like a drug addict. Did you? Yeah, because I was looking at pictures the other day. I got one. I can show you that. I mean, I was young. I was six years ago. I was young, but like, I didn't think it was like that. You happy you threw all of that now? Yeah. Would yeah. you take it back? If I had the choice to, it what? Would you take it back? Would you not no. have done it if you could? No. Made you who you are? Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. If I wouldn't have done drugs, I don't think I would be the person I am today. At all. Mm. Mm. I think I'd be who I was whenever I was in, like, elementary school, which is, like, this really, really quiet, shy person. Mm-hmm. I didn't really talk to nobody or hang out with anybody, and, like, stayed to myself. After I did meth, I'm weird. After I did meth and stuff like that, and after I graduated high school, it changed who I am completely. Like, completely. Mm. And, like, throughout high school, I probably changed a little bit, but not as much as it did. Going through the hardships of being a drug addict. So, here you are now. 32 days sober. Right? Yeah. Uh, if you don't mind me asking, what substance are you sober off of this go-round? Cocaine. Okay. How do you feel? Um, for the first the first thirty days of any kind of um sobering up or like getting off drugs is always really difficult mm-hmm. because you have to learn how to re relive your life sober. Explain that. So um like I said, when I first got off drugs it was really hard to live sober because I had no, I hadn't done that. Okay. Yeah, I hadn't done that in a long time. So this second time around was a little bit less difficult um, getting so getting clean um, because I wanted to because I could see how it was affecting. I I watched it happen in the past year and a half. I've watched me go up and down with my depression and um, people and and drugs and you know my cocaine use started. I, I broke up my ex a year and a half ago. I was on pills for a while, maybe like six months, maybe like a year. I've been doing coke for like a year. So I did I did pills, and then I started doing coke. And then, I mean, I was spending like three dollars $500 on coke every month. That's real money, girl. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I was spending hella fucking money. And I mean, I had it. And that's the only reason why I spent it, because I... I've gotten very good at paying my bills. I always pay my bills before I touch my money. Because if I touch my money before I pay my bills, I'll spend it all. Mm. I'm bad with money. But um, I was spending so much money on cocaine. So then whenever I got clean 30 days ago, it was really depressing. I went into a really, really, really bad depressive episode where I didn't talk to nobody. I didn't hang anybody up. I literally laid in bed. Literally laid in bed and just stared at the ceiling mm. for hours at a time. So I didn't feel like moving, didn't feel like eating, didn't feel like sleeping. I didn't feel like anything. I just felt like shit. What's keeping you sober now? Right now? Today. 
Let's go. Let's do it like that. What keep? What's keeping you sober today? Today, the fact that I can like. Mm. Yeah. See, it's hard. It's hard. That's okay. Um. That's exactly what I want. I want to cut. I want to cut into the real you. Let me know that. The only thing that's keeping me sober today is the fact that I can spend Christmas with my family. Mm. You enjoy your family. I enjoy my mom. Yeah? Yeah. Mm. Me and my mom finally have a good connection. Obviously, yeah. normal. And, like, uh, recently we've become really, like, a lot closer as people. More, more or less friends than she is my mom now. Okay. Because, I mean, obviously, I'm old. So, she's like, I can't really be your mom. And I'm like, but she can be my friend because mm. you can't tell me what to do anymore. But I need help with things that only you would understand. And she was like, yeah, so mm. now we're more like friends than she is somebody that I need to ask permission to do shit anymore. On that tip, let me go into your background a little bit. I jump all over the place, huh? Oh, you're fine. Let's go into your background a little bit. I know your background. You've told me some things. Uh, So your mom, this is your adoptive mother, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, tell me about that. What's that? What's like? What's it like growing up with an adopted mom? <laughs> That's the best thing. Growing up with an adoptive mom is the fact that she's white. Okay, tell me about that. Okay, so my... So T is a brown girl. <laughs> yeah, every time my friends would ask me whenever I was in school, like, who my mom was, they would always point out somebody obviously brown. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, that's funny, because like, my mom is that bitch right there. It's Karen, over yeah. there. Oh, hey, hey, Karen, come here. Yeah, my mom's name's Barb, by the way, Barbara. Okay, Barbara, she's a very, 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 very smart individual. And I look up to this woman every mm. day of my life. You said she's a doctor? Yes, she's an endocrinologist. She's a top-rated endocrinologist. What does that mean? What is an, an endocrinologist? An endocrinologist is a person that studies the thyroid gland and diabetes. So okay. your thyroid's right here uh-huh. in your neck. And okay. then your thyroid... I thought it was in your... You know where I thought it was. I, in your thigh? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know this. This is why I have people like you come onto my show so I can learn. Well, a thyroid yeah. gland is in your neck. Yes, your thyroid gland is around your. And she's an endocrinologist. In endocrine. I think an endocrinologist will study endocrine weed. I don't think that's really a thing. But that's the only thing that will. It's because it's not a thing, and it's endocrine. Endocrine. Endocrinologist. Okay. Mhm. <laughs> so you look up to your mother. Yes, she's uh, a very smart individual. Special to you. She's got 43 years experience as an endocrinologist. That's fire. Uh, what about her husband, your father? Me and my dad don't get along. Okay. Is it just because... Why? Because um, he and I don't get along. You don't have to go into it at all. Um, we just don't get along. My okay. He treated me like shit growing up. Granted, it was due to his own mental disorders. Okay. He had to go through a bunch of different med- medications. You from the military or anything? No, he's, no. Just got his issues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and he used to yell at me when I was a kid for random shit. I'd just, like, say something, and he'd just tell me to shut up, mm. and I, nobody cared, and all other stuff. He was one of the main reasons why I ended up going into therapy as a child, because he made my life terrible. Like unbearable. Like I and like I talk and I talk about it, like 
like it ruined my life which to an extent I mean like it kind of did but like now that I look back on it as an adult maybe it really wasn't that bad mm. um, but I lost a lot of respect for him because he tried to hit me one day mm. and after that nothing was the same so yeah that's rough for anybody to deal with uh, that person is supposed to be a caretaker you know what I mean uh, not doing that. Um, okay, so said what's keeping you sober is Christmas coming. Christmas. Yeah. What do you do for uh, self care? I think I've talked to you a little bit about this. You've heard me so, talk about it for sure. Yeah, I've heard you talk about it. I, know so I, show. I really just try to back up from people when I'm trying to do some self care. I, I, I tend to be the person that people come to with all of their problems. Yeah. Um, and I try to give people advice and help them out as much as I can, but there comes a point whenever I can't do that anymore. So how does Tia love on herself? I don't, I don't really know. I don't really think I do. I just you think that's important. I think it's important because I mean you gotta love, learn, you gotta love yourself no matter what. Most which definitely. at this point, right now, today, I probably like myself a little bit more than I, think I did. Pretty cool. I think you should love yourself. Here more. and have to I mean, I would not like to disagree with you. Mm-hmm. But you thought about uh, things like that. You go to the gym. <laughs> yeah. You do go to the gym. I play football now. She is a football player. That's what I do for self love. Tulsa threat. Tulsa threat. Tulsa threat. You can plug them there. I know uh, I can. I expect money from the team later. No, oh playing. yeah. <laughs> no, but I do want some tickets. Yeah, um, we can we can get you some tickets. And it'd be cool to have some of your teammates on the show with you one of these days. Oh, I'm trying to bring somebody around. Try that to bring would be really around. cool. That'd be a fun episode. Um, so you play football. Mm-hmm. You enjoy that. Yes, I do. I do enjoy going. that. I you think gotta that's... be sober to play that shit. God, be damn right you do. <laughs> I just feel like you make a mistake on the field if you coast up. Fucked up. You're fucked up. Because <laughs> you know I've been coached, and, and as you've explained, I can attest to the fact that you feel like you're Superman when on a substance. Uh, when I get coked, like I said, so cars, man. Uh. But, so you play football, that's great. You love that. Uh, you ever meditate? No. I listen to sleep meditation. Okay, that's peace. I that works. Everybody that. has their own form of meditation, too. There's not just one particular way. That's just the only time I can be by myself, mm. and I'm like, chill. <laughs> okay. Because other times, like, during the day, I am, you've seen my snap, my, you've seen everything. I'm constantly going somewhere all the time. Everywhere, I'm always on the road. How is Tom alone with you? Like Just me by myself? You by yourself. What is that like? What's going on with you? Yeah? Nothing. I do nothing by you myself. Uh, I do go to the first shop by myself. Okay. I do that. I um. But there's people there. Yeah, I started going to the first shop like five years ago. It's a bar downtown in Tulsa, ladies and gentlemen. Third and Elgin, and um. It's nice, perfect. It's my, it's that place is my home away from home. That place is the only place that I can be myself outside my own house and like my friends' houses. So, I mean, what is it like? End of the night, Tia is laying in bed before she gets to the point she wants to go to bed. What's up with Tia? What's going on with Tia? How's Tia going over everything in the day? You know, reviewing. How's Tia building for the next day? I think it's great that you think I do that because I don't I don't think because I think you should that's why I talk about it I don't don't, do that you should because you deserve it 
understand. You talk to me. Go ahead. Tell me what you think. That's why we're here. I don't, I don't do that because I don't really like to. I mean, I okay. So I plan things out. Everything I do is planned. You right? were very free spirit as well, though. Well, yeah, but like I don't, I don't really think about the things that I do during the day. Like, like when I get home, I'm like, oh man, I'm really glad that I went out and did this today. I think about that when I'm doing it. I don't right. think about it again. And when I get home and I'm just like, it's like the end of the day, literally for the past couple of weeks, I've been getting home, fucking shutting my bedroom door and just going to sleep. Because mm. I'm so fucking tired. So when do you get you time? Sundays from 6 to 11. And your you time is? It's 6 to 11, Sunday nights, karaoke, first, first, first shot. So you like singing? Odd is my favorite thing to do. Odd is my... That's the only thing that I do that doesn't have any drugs related to it. Okay. That's the only great. thing I, I do. love that. Uh, why I, do you feel when you sing? I feel really good. I mean, I mean, I think that I'm a pretty decent. I've yet to hear your voice. Singer, yeah, because you don't go to karaoke nights, but you should. All of you should. I don't do. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I. I am a very lonely man. I have a lot of people around me, but I'm lonely and I like it. I like to be to myself, by myself. Have you ever heard of, um, what is it, FOMO? It's like, oh God. Google. I think, I think that's what it's called. Yeah, Google what you talking about. Throw your phone at me. Wait, throw your phone real quick. It's all right. I like to be by myself. I enjoy people's company as well. But I've had people's company my entire life. So now I'm to the point where I just like to be alone. FOMO is fear of missing out. And I struggle with FOMO all the time. Because if I'm home, if I'm home, I can't be by myself. Like, I'm... I can't be by myself. I mean, the only reason why I can't be by myself is because I'm very... Um, dependent on other people. I can't mm. be by myself because if I'm if I'm alone, I get in my head and I start thinking about dumb shit, and then See? I get sad, and then I'm like, why did I do that to myself? And I could have just been at the bar, or I could have been like at Nikki's house smoking weed, or like. So that's something I went through for a long time, and I still get in my head every now and then, you know. I but get in my some... head every single day. And this is why I was asking you. Uh, you know what I mean? Because I figured, you know what I mean, from our conversations off air, uh, I mean, you know what I mean, I know you go through anxiety, I know you go through depression, and I have anxiety, and I have depression, I don't think I have anxiety quite like you. I have anxiety so much. <laughs> but I am the type of person, when spending time alone, uh, I think, sometimes I think negative thoughts, you know what I mean, sometimes I get down on myself, like, why aren't you doing this, why haven't you done that? You should have accomplished more at this age. <laughs> right, but... <laughs> In this time I've chose to spend alone, I've also learned how to, you know, kind of uh, dodge that shit, kind of uh, maneuver around it or, or, or turn it for the better. You know I, what I mean? am going to get into... Speak up. Um, <laughs> I'm going to try to get into therapy to work on that. I, I definitely encourage that. Uh, because, I mean, I... I I'm a big person when it comes to mental health. Mm. I am trying to fix my own mental health mm -hmm. so I can help other people do the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, 
because I want to, okay, crazy, just a small tangent. I really want to work at this place out on like Admiral and Garnett. It's this little mental health facility. It's an international mental health facility. So I'll get people from all around the U.S. to come into Tulsa so I can help them with their mental issues and get them to the point where they can live life and not have to be in a facility. You know, like, that's what I want to do. I want to help those people, but I can't help those people if I'm not helping myself and I'm not fixed. Do you know what I mean? So that's the thing, though. You had it right first, the first statement. If I'm not helping myself, but fixed, at least in my eyes, is non-existent. You get better. And you continue to progress forever. Getting fixed, the ultimate end solution. I think we get fixed when we die. Exactly. Well, yeah, you know what I mean? We to in better words, man, uh like I said, this journey is three sixty. This journey is never ending until it's done. You know what I mean? So you're constantly working on you. And that's why I asked you what is Tia doing for Tia to a degree. Well, how is Tia building Tia? Because these are things that need to be done. Uh here you are now, you're sober, which is fantastic. I'm proud of you. But now you got the time to go ahead and take time for yourself, to look into yourself, to build. You go out to the karaoke, which is a self-building exercise. If that's what you enjoy, you're giving yourself what you deserve. You're giving yourself what you love. You're loving on yourself by doing what you like. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But which is mental health. You know what I mean? So that's one thing Tia does, which is really great. You know what I mean? But but you see the importance in taking care of self, loving yourself. I mean, I do. I do now more than I did before. Mm-hmm. It's just difficult for me to to do that because I. It takes time. I don't like taking care of me I like taking care of other people mm-hmm. and then whenever I get to the point where I can't take care of other people and this is what pisses me off is that nobody fucking listens to me when I tell them like please stop talking to me like stop talking to me. stop giving me your problems I need a couple of days to just work on me nobody fucking listens to that so how do you handle them when I ignore them I literally ignore them which is I feel rightfully done which, which is which I think is the only way that I can, I can do without being an asshole about it because I mean I've you gotta I, shut them out sometimes. I and there has been a couple of times where my friends have hit me up after I and I've posted on Facebook. Like I make it very well known that like hey I'm taking a couple of days to myself. Please don't ask me to fix problems of your own or like ask me for advice. Like please don't do that. Like I need my own time right now you so I can to, fix me. You have to reset. And there have been a couple of times where my friends have hit me up after that and been like I really have this big problem. Like look dude. Please refer to my last post on Facebook to understand why I'm telling you this, but leave me the fuck alone, please. Mm. And then that's all I say to them, and I don't respond ever again. I don't feel like you should feel any guilt towards that either. But I do. I do because I'm, I care about my friends. And I understand. And I'm like, I don't want you guys to feel bad because I can't help you right now, but I'm just literally, there's just nothing in here right now. See, as you're helping everybody else's mental health, that shit's draining. You know what I mean? So you gotta be able to sit oh, back. Yay. Yeah, you gotta reset. You gotta take that time for you, or you gonna, you know what I mean? Flip out, do something crazy. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Pull up on somebody in a van and bust on them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I feel like that's just very important. You know what I mean? Uh, what's tomorrow like for you? What day is tomorrow? Wednesday. Hmm. What's Tia doing Wednesday? I gotta go to an NA meeting. Tell me about that. You excited? Then, yeah, I go. I go to noon time, over at Jimmy's place at Twenty First and Sheridan. Mm-hmm. I think it's like 
building or room E, something like that. I know where it's at, but it's over there by the uh, AT&T building. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, it's direct TV now, but uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been in there before. I've been in there before, too. Obviously. But, uh, haha, we are the same. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, I go to an NA meeting at noon, and then after that, I have nothing planned because I'm done with school. My semester is over. How are you going to fill your time? <laughs> I have... No fucking clue. No when, fucking clue. When's the last time you was at the gym? <laughs> like a week and a half ago. When's the last time you was at practice? We don't have practice this week, this month, because we were spending time with our family. But June, January 2nd, my practices start up again. Are you excited? I'm scared. We're going to be doing Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturdays. What do you do for your fitness? What are you working on? Legs and... I mean, whole body. Basically. I mean, what kind of exercises do you do? Oh my god. I let You know I'm a nerd for that shit. I know. I mean, I can... I really just... I gotta focus on cardio for the most part, because I mean, I'm gonna be running across a field. Right. I mean, I'm not, but if I catch the ball, I have to. So, um, I gotta work on cardio so I can run really fast. Uh, I can't run really fast right now, because what 26-year-old just runs all the time? The answer is nobody. I know runs all the time. What uh? <laughs> what does playing football do for you within? It helps me get rid of a lot of anger. A yeah. lot of anger. Yeah. Are you I, angry a lot? I'm a very angry person. I'm very angry all the time, and nobody ever knows that because I'm chill as fuck. I could be, I mean, like I, I just, I feel like I'm a Hulk sometimes. I'm just like constantly angry, but like, I'm chill. Like you can't tell that I'm angry, but it's just because I'm just angry all the time. I don't really know. You ever thought about martial arts? I have. I thought about kickboxing. I have thought about um, what's that stuff called? Go ahead. What's that stuff called? Um, what is it? Jujitsu. Jujitsu is fire. I know. My buddy used to do jujitsu, and I, that's why I thought I started thinking about it. I think women that do martial arts are badass. It's because they are. Facts. I know. Some so If a woman fire. could just like beat my ass, I would be happy as fuck. Mm. I'd be like, you know what? Thank you. Me too. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> Something so fire about a woman doing that. I, you know what I mean? It's just so. It's just. It's fun. I mean, uh, us taking on a, a men's sport alone mm. and is dominating is amazing, and like. Trust me, Tulsa Threat has been going on since 2011, and my buddy Beth is the person who got me into this. Uh, she told me to join Tulsa Threat like four years ago. Okay, she's like, "Come do it, come try out, come do it," and I was like, "No." So there were tryouts for it, right? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. That's when we first started speaking. Yes, we is whenever tryouts. I had tryouts. And so you've made the cut. Yeah. You're in. I'm in it. Martial arts. I think you should do it. You dominate. I have to pay for that, though. I don't have any money. That's why I haven't started yet, either. <laughs> I plan on getting into it. I've actually been thinking about the same two sports you're thinking about. Uh, more, uh, jiu-jitsu and kickboxing. I don't think I'm going to be fired, either, for a while. But that's okay. It takes practice, training. Uh, same as when you first start working out and suck at it. Um, you may have sucked the first time you worked out, but I was always I'm good I'm pretty at nasty it. now. I'm strong. But I can crush a man's head with my thighs. That's good. Or watermelon. Whatever you want. <laughs> really? No. <laughs> oh, I was like, have you no. done this? Not yet. It, that's what I want to do. That's what I want to get to. Be able I to crush do, a uh, man's head. Martial arts, Tia. I feel like that would definitely I think that'd be center yourself cool. with that anger. See, cool thing about martial arts is you not only beat I used people's to do, ass, 
I used to do kung fu when I was a kid. That's cool. I would spin uh, spears around in my hand and fucking okay. I'd be like, ah, ah. I think uh, it would really help you center yourself. You know, so you learn how to fight or beat people up, whatever the fuck it is. They teach you tactics to survive, but it also teaches you discipline, helps you deal with your anger, builds confidence, all kinds of great stuff, man. It's healthy, mental health. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sorry, my nail's bothering me. That's all right. <laughs> I knew the moment I started talking about martial arts, Tia's brain was going <laughs> to scatter. And that's okay. You, know, you gotta, you gotta keep me interested in your conversation, otherwise I'm just gonna lose it. Right, that's okay. I mean, I do like martial arts. I do think that it's pretty fucking cool. I mean, I used to do kung fu when I was a kid. Legitimately, it wasn't no like, oh, kung fu. No, it was real. It was real shit. I had my fucking sifu. I would listen to everything he would tell me to do, and I would fucking kick things, and I was really cool. I was a badass. I'd do it for show and tell when I was a little kid, like a little kid, like five and five through like. Nine, I was doing kung fu, and then, th- like, from, <laughs> from I could walk to like five, I was playing soccer. You like soccer? I used to be a gymnast too. Wow. I've done it all, man. Like I've done it all. You like music too? I love music. You like Black Bear? I love Black. I love Black Bear. Tell the world about Black Bear. Oh my God, he's so amazing. He is. He is the epitome of star power. Is he? Yes. He has been through so much shit. He is also a drug addict. He is also a drug addict. He has been in the hospital because he's done too many drugs and his organs were beginning to fail. And he wrote a whole album while in the hospital. Okay? A whole album. He just wrote it while he was dying in the hospital. And then he got better and he got out of the hospital and made more music. Like, he is... Wow. Wow. Hmm. I think Black Bear, I thank Black Bear for getting me through my last breakup. I didn't die because I listened to Black Bear. And it was all about doing drugs and shit. <laughs> but I love him so much. He's so amazing. Don't get me started on him. <laughs> He's I so great. I to give you a little time to plug him. People check him out. He's great. You should. Uh, got about 10 more minutes left. Uh, is there anything you want to say to anybody going through addiction currently? Ask for help. Please ask for help. Hmm. Even though you don't want to ask for help, you need to ask for help. And we're going to be here for you. These rooms over at NA, I know that a lot of drug addicts think that they're not going to help you. Because I was the same fucking drug addict saying that, like, why would I go to NA? It's just a bunch of fucking people just sitting in a room. And it is. But all these people have something that you can learn from them. You can pick something up from them that can help you stick to your steps that you're taking. Or, you know... They can be there for you when you need help. Pick you up, take you to meetings. Hmm. Um, the best thing we can give a newcomer is experience. Hmm. In words of wisdom. And, <laughs> like, newcomers to meetings are the most important people because they're the ones that are first, like, just now coming in and asking for help. And... We feel like that's the them. toughest time. That's that's the hardest thing to do. That's the hardest thing to do. I didn't go to a meeting until somebody told me that they would go with me, mm. and I was talking about going to meetings, and I was sitting there going, I don't need fucking meetings. Like, what is NA gonna do for me? Mm. I didn't think any of those people in there had anything for me. And I learned, Why do you feel like uh, people have that natural rebellion against it? Asking for help is hard. That's all it is. Pride. That's why people are rebelling against it. Because you think that you can do everything on your own. 
You think that's stupid? I think that's it's stupid. Mindset. I think it's stupid because I mean, no offense, but I mean, you can't, you can't do it alone. You can't. You can't. You just can't. Mm. Addiction is not something that you can just be like, oh yeah, I can do this by myself. I mean. I know I said that last episode where I thought I could do everything on my own and I and I didn't have to go to rehab and I didn't have to do this and that. I don't, I think I only did that because I had an A. I had other people that I could talk to about my problems. I was like, man, I woke up today and I really wanted to shoot a whole fucking 40 sack into my arm. And they're like, you know what? I felt like that on Monday, but it's okay because we're here and we're glad you're here. Mm. And they're nice there. Everybody in A is so nice. Some of them are mean but the majority of them are nice and then they're there to help you even though you think you don't need it mm. but you do so beautiful well this has been the with all due respect show well, with all due respect podcast whatever show podcast podcast show because i keep jumping between names i, I don't know how to figure out which one it is it's both just say Show podcast. Not podcast show. Podcast show. Yeah, there you go. See? <laughs> With all due respect, podcast show. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I just like the show, though. With all due respect, show. What would be cool is if I can get on, like, uh, Sirius Radio, Sirius XM. Oh, my God, Sirius XM. People got to pay for that shit. And legit have a show. You know who listens to Sirius XM? Rich people. Yeah. It means I'm going to get paid. <laughs> yeah, you But would. see, then it takes it away from my original audience, which I like. I like broke motherfuckers. <laughs> We're all poor here. Please don't go on a serious accent. We'll never gonna... hear you. <laughs> you're right. You're right. We all got $2 in our account. It'd be cool if I could get picked up by Spotify. I'm already on Spotify, but if they was like, yo, we want to fund your show, Joe Rogan. That'd be cool as fuck. That'd be so cool. Huge deal with Spotify. Just don't forget about us whenever you get famous. I'm trying to get rich and forget where I come from. I'm playing. <laughs> Why you sit there just, silent? <laughs> Did you think I was serious? I was like, wow, that was really, that was really open and rude. <laughs> That's my show, man. With all due respect. Oh my you know Okay. Bye. No. Forget you too. Where's my coat? Let me get out of here. <laughs> nah, I feel. I do want some success, but. Of course, everybody wants success. Who doesn't? I definitely. To me, the coolest thing about doing this. Uh, and this becomes a job is I get to do it with my friends. You know what I mean? I get That's to bring people I think are cool onto the show. Like, it'd be cool to interview, like, cool, I mean, celebrities and shit. That's Cooler. great. But, you know what I'm saying? The fact that I could be like, I'm going to interview the celebrity and then I'm going to have my homeboy from the block come onto the show, too. Same interview. I'm going to have motherfucking, not Donald Trump. I'm going to have Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> Not Donald Trump. I'm going to have Robert Downey Jr. sitting next to the homeboy, Kurt Gang. You know what I mean? Just right here. Kurt is going to be over talking about trapping and selling drugs, and Robert Downey Jr. is going to be like, I'm Iron Man. You He's know also going to be like, I used to do that. Get better. You know <laughs> It'll be fine. You're too great. A, I'm a millionaire now. Look at me. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So that'd be great. Just got to keep building progress day by day. It'll get there. 32 days clean. I know, right? One day I'll be coming back with a fucking... With a fucking uh, multiple years tag. Mm. Facts. Had that before. Well, something to work for now. Yeah. Gonna do it again. Anyway. Anyway. Thank y'all for tuning in. <laughs> yeah.
With all due respect, go like the Facebook page. Bitch. I need a theme song, closing song. You do. It's alright. We out.